3: Oh yeah, them too. Um, that's Jay. That's Joe. Who are you? All right,
0: you're Stephen House, are not. Here, to be Stephen clear, House. man who needs no introduction today. today.
3: Well, I, well, I tried. Well, you t- t- your time. So I, I in needed there. an introduction. Um, just on a podcast with Rio.
1: Mm-hmm. Check you.
3: Well, I know you have been like that for because I'm jealous. Using the quotes from. Yeah, it. but I am
1: jealous. I'm am not allowed to be jealous.
3: Okay. Um, so, just on the podcast with Rio, me and um, Chief Sport Joel doing one every single Monday now, and you can check that out on Five uh, Rio's channel. Um, but they have said we can use some of the clips um, today on this, um, so that's what we're doing mm. now. He had quite a lot to say on a lot of things, talking about Ronaldo, obviously breaking uh, that frauds record. Um, talk. <laughs> that was my words, not his. Which Ronaldo? <laughs> Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay.
0: <laughs> and which fraud? Pele. Right. <laughs> Let's make it'll make everything as clear as possible. For what, those. It, surely it is. I didn't know what you were on about. Really? I yeah. knew what he was on Have about because I know I know his thoughts on, um, on Pele. I was gonna try and
1: say his full name then I realised I didn't know any of it. Edson Nassiento yeah. no, Da Silva, Silva D yeah. Sumatra.
3: fucking hell cares.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway.
3: Anyway, so uh big ups to Ronaldo for doing that. Mm-hmm. Hell of an achievement being and as we've mentioned, you know, going from being a guy that was a show pony with no end product to being the most end product ever, mm. it's a pretty good achievement. When you put it like that, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, we spoke about Darren Fletcher becoming a part of the coaching staff at United. And I believe you've got more news on that that mm. I wasn't even aware of.
1: Well, we, me and Joe were doing a bit of research and it's the story's floating around. I think it stemmed from The Athletic and it's been picked up elsewhere that whilst Darren Fletcher's got a full-time job as part of the coaching staff, that... Roy Keane and Ryan Giggs are sort of involved loosely in they've had an invite from Oli to come in to the Carrington and have a chat to mm. some of the, the squad and the younger players so I don't know how hands-on that is I don't know if it's almost like
3: oh I'm hands-on to hearing about it
1: yeah I know but
3: Oh yeah.
1: I mean I'm a little bit <laughs> Roy Keane I know I love Roy Keane I'm a little bit scared for some mm. of them <laughs> don't let your standards slip that's all I can say um, but it's good don't let good them news. slip times them by 10 and then apologise that they're not high enough yeah but it's, it sounds like a, a good move to have the most successful football in history of football.
3: And the most successful captain. And the, the most successful captain. Absolute psychopathic tendencies.
0: Um, and Oof. since the transfer window has opened, Jack Grealish, of course, who we're seeing on the title, on the thumbnail. Real yeah, so Fernand had a lot to say about that as well, didn't
3: he? Shall we roll VT rather than just explaining what happened? You know what?
1: Yeah, enough of this flirtation.
3: Roll VT.
2: In 48 hours, we were going to Australia on tour with Leeds um, for a pre-season tour. I thought, I'm not going. I, I, I need to put my foot down. I want to go to May United. The club needs to sell me because of the financial situation. What can I do? I went down to the, to the ground where the, Mr Ridsdale's office was and sat in his reception, spoke to his PA and said, listen, can you get Mr Riddle here? I need to speak to him about my transfer. They've got to accept it. They've been offered a, a, a humongous amount of money for a centre-back. Just accept it. I need to go. I must have sat there for a few hours, four or five hours. He was playing a game like he weren't going to come, and I was <laughs> getting get the, get the lady to ring him and say, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm sitting here. I ain't going nowhere until you come and see me. I want to go. I'm not, I'm not going to get on that plane. I'm not going to to the tour. Um, and that's it. And I think some players have to do that in, in situations. And immediately you look at someone like Jack Grealish, um, does he need to push to get out? Probably, I suggest he probably does now. And that's the situation that he'll be in. And if, if, if I'm Jack Grealish, I have to be honest, if I am Jack Grealish and a Man United, a Liverpool, a City, a Chelsea, someone like that want me, I walk into that office, whoever makes the decisions, and I'm asking to leave. Simple.
3: Mint. 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 Mm. Very, Mint. In, very interesting mm. in terms of... Never really heard that about the Rio transfer, about how he forced his way out the door. Um, but more importantly... Mm. Bit of a call to arms to Jack Grealish to start. Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Like a word, please. Do you any chance of that?
1: I don't know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously real Rio, it's slightly different in, in the sense that he didn't have any affiliation with Leeds. Like he wasn't a Leeds fan. He wasn't a, you know, it was it was more or less a job to him to go there, on it? They offered mm-hmm. a bigger transfer, the fee that West Ham were happy to take. I think
3: well, he actually speaks about yeah. on the podcast. Uh, I think we're putting it out at five, if you want to, on five. If you want to check that out. But he actually talks about that because I was like, How did the West Ham transfer come about? He goes, Basically, phone me up and went, West Ham have absolutely blown us out of the water with a fee. Get your arse up the motorway, son. Mm. Right, Get yeah. out of here.
1: This is when Leeds were like, Ridsdale couldn't yeah. spend money quick enough. About 12 it. months before they sold him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um,
0: skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know, Rio coming out and saying stuff like that, that's a pretty, like I said, call to arms direct. But is it right? Because he said, taking, you know, I know what you should do. I've had him in a restaurant. He knows it. I
3: think he should do this. I don't think they say things like this in the public for a soundbite. You know, I, no. I wonder if this is setting a breadcrumb trail. Out. Do,
1: you, do you know what though? Rio must know as well. He must look at and he knows the benefits of moving to a club like United. I mean, despite the fact we all hate Leeds, it's a big club. Mm. But going to United was a big, especially move. then, like you said, yeah. Leeds
0: were Champions League. Yeah, so then, you, you know, know
1: and no disrespect to Grealish, but United are in a title challenge. We can get into whether that's you know <laughs> another day. To know your thoughts, but well, is the case, so. you know, uh, he's not going he's got a better chance of winning trophies at United. Well, I don't think it's being than, disrespectful than, than, to Villa yeah. to say moving at United, yeah, is a bigger, it's a bigger it's move, not, in it? he's going to be playing alongside like Fernandes and Rashford and players like that. His career, you think, will blossom more with a move to United, so yes, why he'll have some loyalties, it makes sense. Where and also, could he, where else can he go? Well, yeah, exactly, you know, unless I don't know, Chelsea, maybe City. or City City. I think you could fit in City's system. City quite well. City's not a bad shot. Very good on the ball, creative,
0: mm. can get you know break through the lines and his crosses into the box. I think he's better than Sterling. De bruyne esque almost some of the the ones we saw would against Villa. Him? Where would they just play chipping him? it onto uh Cause, cause what's it is it the called? thing his head for fun?
3: Where do you play him in City and where do you play him in United? Because I think mm. for starters it's two different positions, mm-hmm. entirely different positions, even if it might on paper look very similar. Yeah. But where do you play him?
0: I think for United mm-hmm. he would he would play on the, right-hand side. On or, the right hand side. right. Or we may see an extension of, or not an extension, a furthering of what we've seen in the in recent weeks when Cavani and Martial have been fit. Rashford on the right, Grealish on the left. But the problem is, are we again, and my only issue with Grealish, and the more I see him play, the more I think, I want him at, my, at Man United, I want him to be playing for my team. Is it a shiny thing? Is it a shiny thing that doesn't really fit? It doesn't really make sense. Like, there's a lot of Emphasis is certainly in other sports where something you know, like basketball's a big one, but there's only five players on the court at once, so it's a, you have to be a bit more specific. Where you can have five or six players who will average twenty plus points a game, but that doesn't win you trophies because you need a really good defender, someone who can shoot three point shots. You need someone who's good from the free throw line. You can't just have Jack Grealish is really good, get him. Uh, you know, Bruno's really good, get him. Sancho's really good, get him. You have to get the person that fits the whole. What in-
3: Zidane and? Beckham and Roberto Carlos and fucking Thomas Graveson. Mm. Yeah, well, you know,
1: I mean, they did it back to front anyway because they did all that and let McAuley go. Arguably, you know, a, a, just a, one of the most amazing midfielders who actually created his own role in football—the McIlhally exactly role.
3: Graveson to do. Yeah,
1: and it was just like utter madness. Do you know what I mean?
3: Carl, can you just turn these down a little bit, please? So
1: I get where you're coming from. Um, but there's two things I'd say with Grealish. A, he seems to me he's not sort of pigeonholed in one mm. position specifically. B, well, it's actually three things. B, there's going to be a Paul Pogba shaped hole in the squad in the and summer. D. And <laughs> yeah, and three.
3: Donny van der Beek?
1: But, yeah, all right. Donny van der Beek would be an option. Is he as good as Paul, um, Jack Grealish? No, mm. I don't think he is. And I think it is a squad game and he will get minutes and he will get, you know used like he has been this season not as much as he wants to be but I don't think necessarily that Paul Pogba leaving means that Donny van der Beek should be the, his replacement I think we should still bring in a midfielder and I think Jack Grealish should be the perfect one for that mm. and also the third thing I'd say is sometimes when a talent becomes available you get him you know Berbatov become available sort of but well, we already had seven. and Rooney when we signed
3: our VP, we had four Thank seven you. forwards we had uh, Welbeck Chico um, Rooney and the Berb mm. And was like, I want Van Persie, I want more goals,
1: and and that will that wins you the title. You know, you can easily go, well,
3: let's not get him. Where does he fit in? Shut up. Yeah, it's like
1: he's that good that
3: he's also extremely different in terms of um, yeah. playing style to Bruno as well. Bruno's very much a spread it around guy. Quite a low percentage on his passing because he's always trying the sort of ball we saw for Rashford against Aston Villa, which is. A mad idea to try. And you know, if you try 10 of them a game, two are coming off at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not the sort of guy that you're going to get 100% passes out of. He's mm. not that Jorginho, even Michael Carrick sort of like, just give me, and I'm making five yard passes, but hundreds of them. He's not about that. He's about the the killer ball. And you've got to expect that you're going to have a low percentage of that. Drake Grealish is different. He dribbles it into those positions and then offloads it with a, a short pass or something like that. And I think because they're so different, mm. I think that offers like imagine you swarm around Bruno as a defence he's just spotted Jack Grealish free Oh, shit. Jack Grealish is 1v1. Well, like we saw
0: f- against United on the left-hand fight, left hand side when Montesquieu left it. Yeah.
3: It's not a fair fight, 1v1 with Jack Grealish. All right, okay, so you're going to double up on Jack Grealish and you're going to double up on Bruno. Marcus Rashford's now free. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking nightmare, yeah. isn't it? It's like, this is what Manchester City had a couple of years ago. I'm going to mark Sterling. Cool. Aguero's just tapped it in. All right, well, i mark Sterling. I'm going to mark Aguero. All right, De Bruyne's just done you fucking hell. Right. Well, Mark Sterling, we'll mark De Bruyne, we'll mark Aguero. All right, cool. Uh, Bernardo Silva's just popped up, <laughs> for sake.
1: Yeah. As we know, <laughs> that was almost exactly it, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you want those options. You want to have, you know, three or four match winners. Mm. And he's a match winner. Yeah. You know, the great United teams have had that, whether that was ninety nine, whether it was ninety four, you've I had know, 91. 91, it was enough of a match winner well, to said.
0: keep Villa up, you know, almost single handedly last season. Oh, yeah. That was for a team that couldn't could barely score goals, couldn't stop conceding goals. And then now, you know, right. they've they've pushed on massively from that. He's created
3: only I think he might, have, has he created the most chances the most of the players? Yeah, the season, I think yeah. it's 51 or something stupid.
1: Right. I can't remember the exact so it's ridiculous.
3: The next one in the Aston Villa team, is Ollie Watkins with 60. Mm. Well,
1: we saw sort of, really like 57 or something. You saw it the other night, Old of Trafford. Watkins should score. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Come on. I mean, no, you know, he gets his header on time. I, mean, I think
0: we did
3: attempt to double up on him a little bit. Yeah. So like I said, you know, we've seen it ourselves. Sometimes a player looks great as the big fish mm. in a small pond. Sometimes that big fish, when it comes to a big pond, looks even better hmm. because like I we said, yo, someone's dealing with them, someone's dealing with them. And you've weirdly playing for a bigger club with more pressure on you, you've actually got more room and more time. And
0: also, you've got people who are finding you in space with better passing, so you can be found more often. You've got players in front of you making runs that are better. You've got players who, when you put the ball in, they head it in instead of missing three or four chances. I think Ollie Watkins has missed some of the most clear chances of anyone in the league this season. You know, no offense to Ollie Watkins, he's better than. What they had, but he's not Cavani and Marshall, is it? Mm. You know, I don't think anyone's trying to say this And also, another thing I've, I've seen a little bit is: are United even interested in him? Well, you <laughs> know, with some certainty that United have been interested in him in the past. Don't they you? were,
3: yeah, they absolutely were. And when was this? Talk us through it. What, uh, what you can? It was a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. There was an agent now, know and he was like, "Grealish is United's number one target," and I was like. Okay. Last January. Yeah, it was last January, yeah. It might have been December, but it was, it was a year ago. And it was like, United are interested in Grealish. He's their number one target. I was like, that is a hell of a call. Mm. Now, obviously, we signed Bruno at that time. So was we in for him at the same time as Bruno? Well, it didn't go away in the summer. We signed Bruno. The interest was still there, which tells me that there's something afoot. Now, then we signed Donny van der Beek. Mm. Was Donny van der Beek choice number two? I haven't had the update on that. I know for a fact we were in for him. We didn't get him in two windows. Does that mean that we're now no longer interested in him because we signed two players who are not the same, but hmm. let's be honest, could fulfil a similar yeah. sort of role in a squad. Jack
0: Grealish is closer to Bruno and Donny than he is, you know, a Thomas Party or a Jaden Sancho or, you know, a right back that we seem yeah. to be interested in. He certainly occupies and has similar characteristics and, so and those positions two more than, those two yeah. more than others, yeah.
3: The the crack seemed to be um, United was supposedly waiting to see whether Villa stayed up or went down. If they stayed up, it was going to be big dough, which is obviously what ended up happening. Mm. If they went down, we thought we could get him for like 40 million, which I think all of us would agree is an absolute bargain. Now, I think because of the price of Bruno being like, did we steal him?
1: I know, we were talking about this today. How the hell
3: did we get him for 40 million? Don't know. Now, when you go and speak to anybody and you go, I'd like your player, and you go 80 million, you go, you want twice what we paid for Bruno. Mm. Have you seen Bruno? (laughs) Yeah. Great, great negotiation tactic for United if we've even attempted it but when you buy from the Premier League
0: mm-hmm. everyone's loaded what do you do? Yeah, Villa so, have got more money than Sporting Lisbon most likely
1: Yeah, Villa um, aren't skin are they? No. they've got a, a bit they of money there's
3: of not money. many it's skin Premier like League, league clubs
0: no. that's the top and bottom of it yeah you're, you're right you want to get someone out
3: of Everton this used to be a piece of piss <laughs> now they're just like yeah 100 mil <laughs> sorry
0: what? Mm. 100 mil yeah. I don't need to sell to you
1: well even they they've Blast the cash massively over the last 10 years, I not know if they like, spend like the fourth manager, amount, <laughs> like, are yeah.
0: getting big names for big money now because yeah. they've got money. Like, like you said, no one no one in the Premier League, other than the teams who have just come up who've never been in the Premier League before, no one needs to sell their players anymore, certainly not for any less than 50 60 million. Even for you know, a, what's a, the a point? fringe team? A fringe yeah. first team player to so
3: replace him, I've got to go to another Premier League team and get some, that's, know, getting,
1: absolutely that's the issue, isn't it? and you're not going to replace Jack Grealish if you're Aston Villa. For anything, you know, you, you, the option there or the, the the logic there would be to buy two or three players. Yeah. So you need at least sixty, seventy million.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you
1: can't even yeah. you can't
3: even work your way around in terms of getting him in a bargain. Now maybe that's the crack. Maybe he's got to come out and say, "I want out of here to take 15 million off the price." Hard to do that. You buy your boy or a club though.
0: As Rio said, there sometimes it takes, you know, you going in saying, "I want to speak to the chairman. I'm not, I'm not playing again until you sell me." Now that relies on. <laughs> United making a concrete offer, that relies on Rio in this instance, and we'll, I'm sure we'll play the clip again in a few minutes uh, for those who didn't see it, but that relies on Rio in this instance, knowing that the club need to sell, knowing uh, that the offer is of a value that, really, this offer makes sense. And it's £30 million at the time was a, a world record thing. for a defender, wasn't yeah.
3: it? What if it's a Maratta situation? Because Maratta went in mm. to go and force that move to United, thought he'd done it, and United was like... He was our second choice. We got Lukaku. Yeah, that's
1: that's so.
3: Shocking you've, that, this yeah. is why you think, unless you know for a fact, and most of the time you don't know for a fact, yeah, it's, it's a whole shell game, it's a whole game of poker between players and agents. They're going to sit down, they're not going to tell you, Right, listen, keep it under your hat, you're our second choice <laughs> if we don't get Sancho because you're going to go do one. Mm. You're only going to want to go somewhere that tells you you're we're going to build an entire project around you. You're like, I'm 38. But but that's what you want to hear. The manager likes you. But that's what you want to hear as a player. That's what your agent wants to hear. And you're not going to come to a club that sells you anything other than that you are the man kind of dream, especially Mm. a club like United. So it's a massive poker game for you to go, all right, I believe what they're saying because they're all at it. Now, United might not go all in on you when they're trying to sign you because they might have heard you're talking to Barcelona as well or Paris or someone like that. So your players are playing clubs off against each other. Um, clubs are playing players off against each other. It's very easy for people sitting at home to go, yeah, just walk in, knock on a door and go, get me out of here. But the egg on your face, Morata style, or the, the dye on your hair, when you think that it's all happening and it don't, and you end up at Chelsea, wounded. That's old. Like, it's a, it's a lot to recover from. It's,
1: like, it, is, it is a massive risk. Um, but it can pay off being. I mean, look at Dwight York. He did exactly the same thing at exactly the same club to come in. Remember John Gregory said if I had a gun, I'd have shot him. Yeah, um, But he knew the offer was there. He knew Fergie wanted him. He knew the offer was a, a decent one. Um, he knew Villa didn't really want to sell him, but he wanted to move. And he got his move and but won is, the treble. Is
3: this where a manager really has to intervene? Forget the agents. Let's come and... Because didn't he it, didn't it meet... No, it wasn't him. It was, I think it was Stam when he was selling him. I think he told him at a petrol station. Nice. Uh, but there's, there's all sorts of mad things you know, managers do. And I think maybe that's the job of the manager is to go, listen, no games. I want you. Yeah. And I, you're, you're going to come here and you're going to be my X, Y, Z. And I think if you get that, and I think at the time, uh, Fergie could have said that to Rio. You know, he, he never really mentioned what the ins and outs of it was, but it wouldn't have shocked me if he'd have said to Rio, listen. You're the number one target. This is on.
1: Yeah, I mean that's as a player. That's what you you want to hear, don't you? you? Want to know because if you're going to take that chance, like you said, the Murat situation, you're going to sort of upset everyone by saying publicly you want to go, and then it turns out yeah, that the look, offer isn't a concrete one or United haven't matched the, the, the expectation.
3: Put the boot on the other foot. What if De Gea had come out and been like, get me to fuck. I want to go to Madrid. I'm sick of this weather. Mm. This fucking food's wank. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then it doesn't go through on deadline day because of the password encrypted file. And you got to turn up at
0: training the next day,
3: let alone facing the fans. You just got to face the 30 guys in the changing room the next day.
0: I bet it must happen sometimes though that oh, yeah. where players go fuck you I'm out yeah actually <laughs> you're not see you Monday and then they're like "Oh, I'll see you Monday then that's, that's only messing I want, I was happy, I'm well happy to stay mate I was messing about the whole time yeah. but yeah that must happen sometimes and I guess as, as professionals or as people who understand the industry that they're in and how it can be as, as as simple or not simple but as almost like throwing your toys out the pram to force the move because agents do it, we've we've seen Rayola doing the agent equivalent of that, which is my player's leaving. Oli should talk about, more about winning titles than about me, like all that Mardy ass bullshit. So everyone does it, and you, and I, I guess there must have been a point in football where you have to be able to show your face and and stick your chest out after you've just you know throw your toys out the pram two days earlier and go part of the game, innit, lads. And I guess part of the, some of that transition of, you know, it's not everyone. We fight for this team. We're in it no matter what. Is probably the sort of thing that the likes of Roy Keane and that kind of thing aren't necessarily the biggest fans of. Of like, I have to c- come in and say, Remember how I said I- I'll leave and I'll never play again if you don't sell me? And now the transfer window's closed. I'll play again. Don't worry about that. Like, th- that must happen quite regularly.
3: I think Roy Keane threw, he said he's out the prime in 2000, though. Did he? Um, for a new contract. But I don't think that was ever mm. a case of sell me.
1: No. And to be fair, Roy Keane, and I'm not just saying this because I love the guy, but. He wasn't asking for what he was asking for in relative terms was fair, I felt. Yes, it was a lot of money, but he was worth it. Mm. And he could have got more elsewhere. Yeah. So he could have gone to Juventus or wherever. It was a similar thing to Brian Robson. Brian Robson got a seven year deal at United <laughs> because he basically.
3: <laughs> an injury prone player.
1: And, uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. He was worth it. It was worth well, it. Well, you know, it was one of those where AC Milan, I think, wanted him. And United said, we'll sell him. We'll sell you as long as they match what Napoli have paid for Maradona because mm. Maradona's not quite as good as you. And um, and then that didn't happen. So he said, right, I'll stay, but I want a long-term deal so my family is secure. And the club were like, right. Keane wanted, I think, 50k a year at a time. A, a week, week a sorry, week. a year. It's not that old. Um, <laughs> but what, what I think was the real thing where the club sort of sort of pissed was they put a statement out, do you remember, when we all got like a, a yeah. newsletter saying season ticket prices are going up because we've had to give our caps in a new contract. And Keane always went berserk over that because it was like, let's have it right. That's not the reason these prices are going up. And he mm. was right to kick off
0: so in terms of transfers then generally this summer we'll, and we'll again we'll play that clip from Rio Ferdinand again in just a minute for those of who haven't seen it um are you expecting the likes of a Grealish or not necessarily Sancho we'll talk a bit about Sancho in a minute as well because the quotes that have come out from the uh, one of the chiefs of, of Dortmund about him but do you think that there's potential where United go here's what we need to win the league this year let's do it now or do you think we're still on this or was it two or three year plan about eight about you know twelve months ago where we want to win the league next season or the season after or do you think they've gone hang on a sec we're, we're equal top of the league here if we get the right signings cover the right places we might be able to do it now
3: I would hope so and as fans we would all hope that that's the case that you push when you have the opportunity mm. there's, a, there's an open door there can we ram ourselves through it or can we bottle it and and try and stick to a a more long-term plan, which is obviously no guarantee of success anyway. You know, even gambling and going for it, it's called a gamble. But I would rather us gamble and go for it and have a real good effort or a real good try at going for it this year. While you've got everything going on in the world with a pandemic, while you've got topsy turviness at all sorts of other clubs, City aren't quite at the races, Chelsea are all over the bleeding show, Liverpool aren't as infallible as they have been, if you give Liverpool another transfer window, because I believe they're signing people this month, if you give them a transfer window, they might sort themselves. And if you give them another transfer mm. in the summer, they might be back and, up to and full speed.
1: they'll have Van Dijk back. And mm. they're dead. Yota back as well. I know. Yeah. Uh, Thiago's already back. So they've had a bit of a time with injuries. Um, so you're right. I get where you're coming from, mate. Um, you know,
0: Gamble! Gamble.
1: Uh, a couple of Super Chats uh, before we move on. Peter Kelly says, so we signed Grealish in the summer. ...to help get 22. I like that. Mm. See?
0: Planning that for the them. title after this one. Um,
1: and Rushav says... going to
0: be dead for it anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's true. I think <laughs> I was joining you. Um, Rushav says, just joined the channel. and wanted to say how much I love you all... ...and what you do for far-flung fans yep. like myself. Do you know what? United are a global club. Mm. And we are glad they are. And we appreciate all the support we get from our global fans.
0: Um, we've been talking about Jack Grealish. Um, and for those of you who missed it at the start... Uh, Stephen has been speaking to Rio Ferdinand on his podcast um, about what he thinks Jack Grealish should do to sort of make a move happen. Um, We've got a clip here uh, between Steve uh, and Rio that sort of illustrates what Rio had to do and what he thinks Jack Grealish should do to force a move.
2: In 48 hours, we were going to Australia on tour with Leeds um, for a pre-season tour. I thought, I'm not going. I, I, I need to put my foot down. I want to go to Man United. The club needs to sell me because of the financial situation. What can I do? I went down to the, to the ground where the, Mr. Ridsdale's office was and sat in his reception, spoke to his PA and said, listen, can you get Mr. Ridsdale here? I need to speak to him about my transfer. They've got to accept it. They've been offered a, a, a humongous amount of money for a centre-back. Just accept it. I need to go. I must have sat there for a few hours, four or five hours, he was playing a game like he weren't going to come. And I was trying to, to get the lady to ring him and say, listen, I'm not leaving. I'm sitting here. I ain't going nowhere until you come and see me. I want to go. I'm not, I'm not going to get on that plane. I'm not going to, to the tour. Um, and that's it. And I think some players have to do that in, in situations. And you look at someone like Jack Grealish, um, does he need to push to get out? Probably, I suggest he probably does now. And that's the situation that he'll be in. And if, if, if I'm Jack Grealish, I have to be honest, If I am Jack Grealish and a Man United, a Liverpool, a City, a Chelsea, someone like that want me, I walk into that office, whoever makes the decisions, and I'm asking to leave. So
3: So basically, boot off Mm. is what he's saying. Uh, And if you want to check that out, five o'clock on five, FIVE, that's Rio's channel, me, Jig's Sport, Joel and Rio. Talk about that and more, reviewing everything that's happened at the weekend. Um, He also had a chat about Fletcher um, and his new role at the club. Um, And we'll show you that clip a a little bit later on. We have got that clip, haven't we? Yes, I
1: think we have. So
3: we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, there's another transfer we're going to talk about, I believe.
1: Jay? I don't know if you've heard of this guy. Mm.
3: Jason Sanchez. You have?
1: I'm surprised, mate. Jason Sanchez. This shows you why you're the go-to guy for transfers. Yeah. Some young kid (laughs) from... um, he's German isn't he he's German, German. he's from that. Jason there. Sanchez he's from uh, yeah he's from Watford via uh, Dormund
3: from Borussia part of Germany Borussia, yeah
1: that's it the Borussia part my it's favourite like part
3: Maltway. it's up mm. there
1: um, with the uh, the Bayerns of this world um, yeah he's not been having the greatest season mm. in terms of the high standards he set last season in the league in the league um, I think he changed. scored his first goal in the Bundesliga this weekend you see the miss he had <sighs> mate come on it happens to the best of us um, I did we, it in five side of weeks, so I'm okay, not going to judge. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you look there, you can see a graphic there. Um, this season, 12 Bundesliga appearances, one goal, five assists. And I think if you got a graphic from last yes. season, last season, 32 Bundesliga appearances, 17 goals, 17 assists.
0: He's registering over a goal involvement. per like game. Bruno and now it's
1: Fernandez numbers in it.
0: Yeah, now it's 0.5 goal involvement for game. So he's so basically halved his his output in terms of direct goal contributions. So um, the, the and, point, well, sorry, no, the go point, go point being that. Uh, one of the uh, chief execs at... Is this Vatska? Yes, it is. Um, Jaden Sancho's... Well, they they put, put this down to the failed move to Manchester United. <laughs> so, according to the Independent, Jaden Sancho's recent struggles on the pitch are due to a move to Manchester United failing to materialise, and that's according to Brucey Dortmund CEO, so we might know, Hans-Joachim Vatska. Ah,
1: that's why I said this morning, but I'm probably wrong. Um,
0: Man United... Uh, Executive Vice-Chairman Edward Bolt at the German club's £108 asking price last summer after months of negotiations. And Vatska believes that Sancho (laughs) has lost his creativity for the Bundesliga uh, giants and has become a tenth of a second slower, which, how do you quantify that in terms of putting that out as a quote? can I just say that? The the key point here is he said, subconsciously, Jaden had probably prepared for a little change. Uh, I think uh, he had at least thought so much about it uh, that he'd lost his ease, which I assume he means... He's bottled it. Uh, I've also uh, I've found him trying very hard for weeks. The biggest difference is that he used to not think about his next ball action. Now he thinks about it. And the tenth of a second he misses is often the exact one uh, in which the opponent is already on his feet. Basically, what he's saying is he was distracted and is distracted by the lack of uh, this move to Manchester United, and that's what's put him off. Which says a couple of things. First of all, that he wanted to move to United. He was ready to move to United, which we, we knew. Yeah. And second of all, they are sort of admitting... We've damaged the performance of this player by not letting him move. But, but, Do you think they sort of almost that's going like we may have lost the potential that, value? I think we the should a just, little that, bit that, that's last Season though. and see what yeah.
3: happens. That's rubbish.
1: Though, that go on. He's lost one tenth of a second. That's like Richard Keys' maths. Mm. Oh yeah, sweaty out there. Well, you're just making that up. Mm. He's not lost one tenth of a second. There, just, you're just pulling that out. Of your have they timed him? <laughs> well, they haven't had they like, do you know what but I mean? Like, they are he's doing, doing everything, they what, are doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, oh, he's lost one second. T- he, might, he might have had his head turn, and obviously, stats sort of point to that. But Dortmund themselves have just been mm. off the boil, haven't And they? A
3: second. I'm not sure. Well, they
1: just sat the. the I think second, they second. sat the manager, didn't they? It's not. It doesn't usually say that. You know, things are going I great. Think
3: I think am going to check because there's a good chance I'm wrong. But I think they're to second to, um, to to RB Leipzig.
0: Remember them? Mm, um, I do remember them. In the old league,
1: can we um, check that so you
0: don't have to? I'm doing. Well, it. He's on it now. I'm on it. Um, Jay, then, <laughs> with it, with him coming out and saying that, it's quite unique, really. You don't often see a manager or a, a, someone, a chief, a CEO, sorry, of a club coming out and saying. He's More. been a bit shit this year. Sorry, where are they? Fourth point. I'm well, sure well. they were second at one point. Like, they were down
1: at six, weren't they, when they sat the manager? Yeah. So that's what I mean, they're not
0: having a great season. Yeah, and part of that is because their most creative player isn't particularly playing very well. And the fact that he's come out and attributed that to his head's turned, basically, is what he said. Well, I'm not always, disputing we his head's turned. I just think those, those figures are just made up. For, yeah, the figures are conjecture and they're part of his opinion on the matter. Yeah. But the fact that he's willing to say... You know, it's because he's had his head turned. I reckon there must have been some behind-the-scenes conversations, arguments, something. Because otherwise, you'd go, "Yeah, it's not been his best start." Who knows? You know, it's nothing to do with that. They were relentless. They weren't in summer.
1: Like, was it Rotskirk? Was it? The other? Was it Zork? Zork. Yeah, they, they wouldn't shut like, up. But they were only saying, "He ain't for sale." No, but it was <laughs> like you know, you know, that's our price. That's and, our price. And United
3: keep going.
1: United wanted him. Oh, about seventy
3: yeah. million, and they're going price hundred eight, and they're going. Mm. What also, about seventy million?
0: <laughs> there were also rumours, weren't they, um, that came out from uh, Fabrizio Romano last week, saying United had offered ninety million pounds, which was the fee that they'd spoken about with Dortmund, and then they offered it, and Dortmund went, nah, one hundred and ten. Like, there's a suggestion here that Dortmund sort of pulled the rug out from underneath United on this transfer, and do you think now they're regretting it a little bit? Dortmund like, should be. They, you know, if he was to, if, if he continues on a season like this, which is still, let's be honest, pretty decent you know, five assists in 12 games, not bad. An all right season. Yeah, it's if not, he has, goes on to have all right, another yeah. all right season, they ain't going to get 120 million for him next time either, are they? Well,
1: they're not anyway, because his contract's got a year less on it. Exactly. So that, all of these you know things, things in mean? there. Like... He couldn't
0: get it when he was at his, not at his peak in terms of his playing peak, but his peak in terms of his financial, you know, sellable peak. Would of, it be United now to go now back and offer
3: 90 million now when he's probably not deserving of a 90 mm-hmm. million pound move?
1: It worries me a little bit as well, because even 90 million, I think, and I'm going to get pellets for this because everyone loves Jaden Sancho and I love me United shirt. still a massive gamble. And that's still yeah. like, what is that? Well, a British. put
3: 46 on Bruno. Find more players like that. Yeah. And, and it's get 10 nine, of them. And less a million.
1: And okay, this kid's been tearing it up in Germany and I think he would be a talent. I think he could be United and he'd do well, but it's still a risk. Mm. And he's still unproven. I know he's been in the Premier League, what was City? saying. Did he even play? Don't think he did. No. So it's still a, a gamble, you know, Mm-hmm. And it's like ninety million quid gamble. This isn't Henrik Mkhitaryan or Kagawa where it's like 30, yeah, 25 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Which,
0: and oh, and oh, the price of both of
3: them was sensational. Let's yeah. not
0: forget Henrik Mkhitaryan and Shinji Kagawa were posting similar numbers to what Jack Griddish, uh, not Jack uh, Jane Sancho did last season. It's not a uh, worlds apart in terms of that's what I mean. How and have not yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it is a gamble, and for ninety million quid. And listen, the Glazers have bled this club dry. I'm not sort of saying oh they shouldn't spend the money. Yes, they should but you can still think that and think we need to be careful about how we spend 90 million yeah. quid. Because 90 million quid on a player that's never kicked a ball in the Premier League mm-hmm. or as barely as he has and has had a bit of a average season this season is a risk. And I don't yeah. know whether that's a risk we should be taking.
3: No, and also we don't know. I mean, I have my, my suspicions that he'd be fine. I I know half of the reasons why he wants to come back to United. In fact, that's my forward line for Paddock FC is one of the reasons mm. he wants to come back for these lot is... That's his friendship group. Mm. That's literally all his mates. You know, top yeah. and bottom of it, it is. Yeah. You know, I get that's, that. um, I'm pretty sure he's just wounded about I not seeing some of the sensational champagne football played by the boys. Forget about that. I think the suggestion <laughs> is as well. Don't the argue with him. The assumption <laughs> is that he isn't going <laughs> to be playing in
0: Germany till he's 35. He, no. The, Pete, a lot of you know, the general wisdom seems to be that he is coming back to England at some point. Yeah. When and, with, uh, and for who is the question. We've got a super chat from Peter Kelly. Um, he's sort of combined both of our talking points so far. He said, do you think it's Grealish or Sancho or do you think we can sign both? Ooh, I think Grealish Jesus. is Pogba's replacement and Sancho is the right winger that we need. We were talking a bit before they, about mil. what do we need <laughs> yeah. or what do we want. Out of the two, which one of those is more of an important sign if United? Assuming they're both around, let's say, 80 million. In all honesty, it's a right winger because we see when you have balance across the forward three,
3: we attack with, we just attack so much better. You can throw mediocre players in the middle when you've got the right sort of shape. I mean, look at City the other night against Chelsea. That was the worst City eleven that I've seen in ages mm. and they played fantastic because Dominated. everybody knew their role. I think United are so left side centric in this team, adding another left side centric player without adding someone on that right hand side is just going to make us very easy to defend against because we just live in that left-hand channel. So I would say, as much as everyone probably doesn't want to hear the truth, it probably is a right-winger. It might not Mm. necessarily be Sancho or Jason Sanchez. It might be another right-sided player. My worry is, United went, well, instead of spending 90 million on him, Mm. let's go and get a couple a couple of risky ones that teenagers. might not make it. Palestri, Diallo, buying two players, similar age group, similar profile. Similar I think position. that's United, well identical position. I think that's United saying, let's play a bit of poker. Let's yeah. see what's out there. Let's mm. roll the dice on these two, which makes me think, even though I don't necessarily think either of them make the first team this year, not consistently at least. No. I think that's United saying, we'll park right wing for a year. Mm and we'll, we'll we'll come back into that in a we'll year, reassess. and we'll see if any of these two look like they're of the required standard, and if they're not, we'll go and buy and if they are, we just saved ourselves 50 mil
0: But again though, doesn't that come back to a little bit of, that may have been the plan in the summer, well now we're 17 games into the season and we're level top does that plan have to get accelerated or sort of truncated down to the point where we're going, we wanted to sign a right winger in the summer if we needed one now, you know we've got uh, Diallo coming in and we can see what impact he makes. He's, he's, he's played about 100, 100 minutes for Atalanta this season. Yeah. Do we now go, forget that plan. If we want to be winning a title or a trophy this season, we have to do it now. Who's
3: y- paying for this, job? I mean, well, the,
1: the, ol- the only... Well, yeah, so they're not, then? Yeah, it's our, well, I mean, it's our money, yeah. but I know where you're coming from. Uh, I think yeah, the only, They the are on- the one the the, the, ol- the only thing there is, if the only way that maybe could happen, is if... I think this might... You can correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. might be a case what happened a little bit with Bruno is... You dip into your future budget if mm. you're early. You say, "Okay, I had mm. this money for the summer. Give me some of it now in January." Yeah.
0: And
3: but I don't Mom, think can the I have my pocket I've money got money
0: early. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: no, but I know that's. I'm yeah. not. I'm no. I'm I just saying that's got, the I only way I can budget see budget that
0: happening. Mum, can Sorry? have some of course. I early. don't can
1: think we've got now? the budget to
3: do it. Right. Do you not. I think. Yeah, I think we've used some of our future budget on. We paid forty million for Diallo. You paid Bruno money for a kid who's played three quarters of an hour.
0: Yeah.
3: So. I don't think that. I mean, that's legit money, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I would, no, the Glazers took a billion and a half out of the club. Hmm. Do I think they should empty their bank accounts and buy me everything? Yes, I do. Yeah. But are they? No, no. they're fucking not. And also, the got, last
0: fifteen years tells me. And that. and yeah, we know we know roughly the spending patterns of the Glazers, and we know roughly that that Woodward will say uh, in his financial meeting every quarter he will say we have invested uh, in a way that is comparable with other top clubs in the in the country and in the world. And to be honest, they have. That's not to say we didn't have a lot more money we could have spent if we'd have wanted to, but they've got their built-in excuse of, well, look, we spent 40 on this, yeah. 60 on this. We've Don't spent tell me we're the biggest club in the, club in the world
3: with the, with, who makes the most money and yeah. then say that we act like fucking whoever. Yeah, Everton. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. If you want to be Billy Big bollocks... Buy a fucking Stetson and be a Billy Big mm. Bollocks. Don't just, you know, don't tell us how much money we're making and then we go, well, we just spent what everyone else spent. Well, yeah. Are we United or are we fucking, Yeah, like I said, Everton?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting enough in the comments is looking at the sort of general approach to both Grealish and Sancho. One thing from the, from the summer that we, we used to remark on quite a lot is the general consensus with Sancho was, don't care how much, not our money, pay it. Whereas now there seems to be a lot more reservation of he's not worth this, Grealish is better, do this instead. And maybe that's a little recency bias or a lot of recency bias. But do you think it's recency bias or do you think we've seen a little bit more from both of them to get a better sort of picture of who they both are, Grealish and Sancho as a player?
3: There's no way Sancho's not returning to the level of performance that he's had Mm. unless there's an injury that we're not aware of because that's typically the only reason why this sort of thing happens um, over a longer period. You know, Mm. six months is nothing. Especially, you know, there's a pandemic. We don't know what's happened in his personal life over this time. His bird dumped him because she thought he was going back to England. Like those sorts of things can have a proper tangible effect on what you do on a football pitch. Mm-hmm. And everyone would like to say, well, he's paid 200 grand a week, so that should just mean that you don't have emotions anymore. But it's it's not, it? it's not and
0: the it's case. Even if you think that, Experience tells you that isn't true, mm. that when people are having a tough time, they do turn up for training late. They do argue with the manager a bit more. They do, you know, put a late tackle in, in training that pisses someone else off who... All that sort of thing. That happens all the time. Mm. And as much as, like I said, 200 grand a week should mean you turn up every time, mm. you sprint as hard as you can. It doesn't work like that. No. You also got to think as well
3: is... Dortmund have invested heavily into Erling Haaland, who's yeah. an absolute superstar in the making. They've invested heavily into Bellingham. Yeah. You know, they've not just invested into Bruno, uh, into Sancho. So when Sancho turned up, he was the shiny thing. Play everything through him. Like I said, they've gone through different managers. Mm. Maybe a, a different manager's gone, well, I don't think Sancho's the focal point of my team anymore. I don't think we're enabling him to do all the goals and assists that he, he has previously. I want to go through Haaland. And that can affect the output of another player when you focus on, you know, who's taking the penalties now? Mm. Well, he is now, not you. You know, who's, who's taking the free kicks now? Like, little things like that. I'm not necessarily all saying the, the all affect attitude, but sometimes it can affect output. Mm. You know, I, I did catch a little bit of the game at the weekend. He had a horrendous miss. He doesn't look like himself. Mm. Um, I think that would be fair to say. But he's still an elite player. If you could get him for a sensible price, and sensible would probably be like 60 or 70 million, ma- weirdly. If you could do that, I would love to see United go for it. Hmm. I don't think United signed anyone this month.
0: Interesting. Hopefully we do. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We've been linked with, again, some you know smaller signings in terms of fee.
3: Who's the geezer from Ecuador? C-
0: like there's Casado. A lot in, Casado, yeah. yeah. Uh, Seems like there's a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. but again he, well. that
3: price is
1: six million euros had this that's morning a, Yeah. So I mean obviously there'll be add-ons, we all know that. Yeah. Well, we but we bought Sanchez
3: that much this year. Yeah.
0: Probably.
1: So <laughs> that's that's almost it almost doesn't month, sorry, count. Month,
0: month. Before we go on, we'll talk a little bit about you were saying before about Roy Keane and potentially a few others coming <sighs> to the training ground. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, uh, we're currently running our twelve days of paddock members only giveaway, where we're giving away one prize every single day for the twelve days of Christmas. Finally the final day is almost here, Steve. On the 6th of January... When I get my PS5. We're I mean going to be giving away a, uh, well. a Sony <laughs> PlayStation 5 um, <laughs> to one of our members. All you have to do to be entered automatically into the draw is become a member. Click the Join button. Uh, in uh, the description so You can join oh, sorry, and just win under the video. Right up until it's drawn Yeah exactly uh, That'll be drawn Sweet. On the review For Manchester United Against Manchester City In the Carabao Cup semi-final. Isn't it's it? a bit dangerous Because we that's, might have to sit there And go well United done, got Keith. slapped 4-0 no. Keith you've won a Playstation <laughs> But if we have yeah. to do that We have to do that So if you want to be in With a chance of winning it And you also get uh, Extra exclusive videos Extra exclusive podcasts uh, And we're going to be doing A lot more members giveaways Throughout the year If you want to be in a chance Of winning that uh, and you've only got a couple of days left. Join and become a member. Um, right, let's move on then. Let's talk a little bit about Roy Keane and no, Fletcher not. and some other players coming in and having a little chat with the players. <laughs> do you think this is a pep talk or do you think this is a kick what up the arse? So Who's what? Roy Keane talking to? Go on, talk us through. Well, story, Jay. there
1: was there was there's articles today. I think it was the Athletic it stemmed from and right. the other there's papers. There's a wide
3: range of uh, but, uh, but or let's, or
1: let's right, right yeah but Who? but but. For starters, Darren Fletcher's joined the coaching staff. We know that United have tweeted it. He's confirmed. On the, he's confirmed. He's on the staff. Then there was these sort of stories that all invited the likes of Keane and Giggs to come in and speak to some of the younger players in the squad. In, in the in the in the squad. So it's not they've joined the coaching staff or they you know they're part of the the, the the you know the the regular training sessions or anything like that. It's literally just come in and speak to some of the younger players. Mm. So it kind of makes sense because. You've got, as you said, all that experience. You've got that level of expectation, professionalism, that reverence as well. You imagine the younger players will look up to the likes of Giggs and Keane and go, you know what, when they've got something to say, I'll listen to it. And mm. I'm imagine guessing. they didn't. I imagine they'd be like, what?
0: So is it a bit of a risky one, though, bringing Roy Keane in? Yeah. Because at the minute, we're all like driving down the road, oh, we're doing quite well in the Lydunker, and then just roll the window down, someone throws a lit cigarette in there in Roy Keane. No. And it's, it's
3: like driving an oil <laughs> tanker. someone sort of throws a lit or cigarette a in the jet fuel, ultimately. And then someone takes a flamethrower to it. Yeah. yeah, it could go, it could really heat it up or yeah. it could go tits up. Yeah. Um, Roy Keane's a psychopath, like, let's he, have it right. Mm. I'm get, I yeah, love on. the guy. Yeah. But he's not a full shilling. I'm guessing
1: that Ollie, you know, will have had this sort of discussion with him and it's like, Roy, you know, don't kill anyone when you come in.
3: I need to find out what age group is yeah. talking to. You can you imagine with the under nines? Fucking get through him. <laughs> fucking stand there looking at him. I don't care if he's your brother. <laughs> you fucking
1: get through <laughs> fucking him. Fucking launch him! And stare
0: at him over dinner when you're eating your turkey Stop crying sauce.
1: and listen to what I've got to say to you. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I imagine it's going to be sort of almost like a sort of seminar thing or not a seminar, but you know, like it's just a little talk, not like <laughs> Ted a full talk. on. But you know, no, the laser point no, but do you know what I mean? It. Like, not like uh, a, uh, a, full on, knee. a full on coaching session. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. A talk, just a talk. Why
0: not though? Bring one of those little
3: clickers. like it's figure for, one. For yeah. In his book said, he always thought uh, Ryan Giggs had the temperament and technical knowledge and respect of all the things to be seen as an absolute top, top coach. Yeah. Um, and you know, his technical knowledge is beyond reproach. So, you know, he seems to be doing an half-decent job with Wales. It's a bit of a nightmare of a job because you've got about 44 people to pick from. Mm. But you know he's doing all right, I guess, with Wales. Um, Roy Keane, on the other hand.
0: He did great things at Sunderland, and I won't hear anyone say otherwise. he, when he took r- over, with the like fifth bottom. Yeah, and then he got, it, got he's done all right, you, do you you what, though, as well.
3: Do you know
1: what, though? Just to go to one extreme, I mean, Bobby Charlton gave a talk to the, the players in that uh, 2008. You have ex-players that come in. And just have a little chat sometimes. Yeah, is just, this a one-off or yeah. is this now they regular? You know, I coming think this is, is more. A or or a, it's, it's a more or less a, a sort of a regular thing, but without being sort. If it was of. regular, constraint. you
0: know, Roy Keane would insist on it being like six thirty am as well, yeah. like just to really put <laughs> where are we doing
3: it f- outside. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's minus four, right? I don't care. Yeah, it's in like, the a fucking stutter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, do you remember when the metal benches, the MEM was doing this thing uh, all well, the journalism, time? Vaguely. Well, no, it wasn't journalism. Right. But do you know like There's a, a ban on reporting under-16s and below mm-hmm. at football, what scores they are, because there's no fucking need. Yeah. But Manchester City liked to brief that they beat like United's team uh, 9-0 once. Yeah. So in that team, it was at the Cliff. It was a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night game. It was fucking Baltic. City put nine past us. In, the, in United's team was Laird. I think it was Levitt. It was Mason Greenwood. Might have heard of him. It was a a handful of players that you've definitely heard of and none that you've heard of coming through at City because that's how it goes. And United got tatered. Mason got his ankle done in um, early in the game and had to come off. Um, But after that game, uh, I think Dion McGee and people like that was involved in it. After that game, Rio went into the dressing room and spoke to him and had a bit of a thing saying like, you know, sometimes you're going to lose games, but you can never give up in games and you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, And obviously... I think six or seven out of that team have made their debut for United since then. And I don't think any of them from City have made their debut at City. Shock. Under na- no, Losing 9 nils is not good. No. Losing at underage age groups. United have always focused on bringing through individual players rather than groups of teams, which has never really proven to be a success uh, at City. I can't remember the point I'm making. But the uh, can you imagine fucking Roy Keane? after a 9-0 thing. Now, like I said, I know Rio had come and spoke to them. That was a one-off. If it's like that, great, yeah. The more ex-players you can have, the better because the more perspective. Cantona, Evra, Beckham fucking scolds it. I'd love to know that all of them are going <clears throat> in. They've all been down them corridors. I would love them to all have their own little perspective on stuff like that. Roy Keane, though, I just... As much as I love him, is it the juniors he needs to be talking to? <laughs>
1: I think, yeah. I listen, regardless of what you think about Ollie or whatever. He's not daft. He knows Roy Keane. He's played Roy Keane. He knows how well this season's going. He knows what's needed, and he knows the sort of effect Roy Keane will have. So I've got to think you've got to trust <laughs> I made him. Me get no, him but you, when know, you
0: said that yeah, I'm scared. No, but you got. To, you got to, got to
1: trust him that he's not just gonna uh, think. Oh, I'll get Roy in to scream at these children. You remember that we sat Roy Keane right? And why? Yeah, but this is the thing though. <laughs> I'm guessing. or I trust that Ollie is aware of all that. I'm sure he knows why we he, sat Roy King because he was at the club. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> there's got to be some rationale towards it. Mm. This can't be like, I'm going to sabotage my own season no. by getting this lunatic in to scream at people.
3: You see that thing doing the rounds on Twitter as well, from when he was at Mulder, where people are like, he's off his fucking head. Yeah. Um, in terms of Joe, like when we lose, or when a performance isn't up to scratch, and this, that, and the other. Maybe he's more like Roy Keane than, than he like to think.
0: I, I, we've learned over the... I think it doesn't really get brought up even anymore how he was supposedly a soft touch and he just came in and wanted to be arm around the shoulder. We've been makes for me poor Pogba, whereas really we know that's not the case now. We've seen enough on-pitch examples, interviews, uh, sort of rumours and hearsay that comes out of the dressing room that he ain't like, like that. He patted Jose on the fucking head Yeah, and he'll batter yeah, bat you if you if you, if you you shit. Uh, we've got a couple <laughs> of Super Chats as well. Dylan says, God knows what's going on in the transfer department. But if United could get Grealish and Sancho this window, that would be the stuff of dreams. It absolutely would. Jesus uh, Christ, what an intent that is. Incredible. <laughs> um, I'll say it. I'll say them If we fucking... 21's coming. I didn't say that. Well,
3: someone did. Right. I'll say it. If we sign them, I'm fucking saying it. Even
1: them. before like, the Scousers. Yep. Yeah, right, I right. Mean, okay. We're not
0: signing them two in 10 days. No, so we're that's, not. not that, that's that's real. A Big Damn. Dosser, uh, I'm a big fan of our coaches, but nobody's first job should be at Manchester United. And that stands for Carrick as well. Love them both, though. Do you agree with that? Uh, not necessarily, because I know that Michael Carrick was coaching.
3: I mean, I know there's a massive difference between coaching the under 14s uh, and coaching the senior team. But um, my mate's kid is at United in the well, 12s, 13s, 14s, and he said, Carrick, there all the time. He said, You should see some of the stuff he's doing with them. He said, It was fucking class. You know, and he said, the, the conversation, he said, He's got a, a real magnetism about the way he talks. And he said, And he's just young enough that actually the 12 and 13-year-olds really do know who Michael Carrick is, whereas if, you know, if it was a bit more removed, maybe the, you know, maybe Fletcher mm. might be a bit too far removed for some of the 12 and 13-year-olds at least uh, coming through, although I do
0: think they get to know, them. And anyway. their mums and dads will be talking about him all the time. Yeah. They?
3: But yeah, it, uh, you know, should he not have his first job at United? Uh, sometimes, why not? Mm. You've got to get a job somewhere. Should everyone have to start at Maidstone? Why? Yeah. Because sometimes playing in, or coaching at League Two is alien to what coaching in the Premier League's like. So why? Why even bother? It's not even the same game, to be fair, at certain levels. It's not.
1: He's, I don't, I don't, yeah, I get where you're coming from. I think it'd be different if he was, like his, he was the manager and it was his first ever job was managing Manchester United. But as a coach, and like you say, bridging that gap of almost being a player that played the youngsters know and remember... To being part of coaching staff, I think that's fine. I don't think there's an issue with it, and it's not like it's just Ollie and Michael Carrick, and that's it. There's a whole team of them there. Mike Phelan mm. was
3: there from 99 to 2013. Uh, maybe Google what happened in that time because mm. it was all right.
0: Um, there's four and a half thousand of you watching, and there's only 700 likes. So like the video. One like equals one pound raised for Jack Grealish and Jaden Sancho. And 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 San- 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 so, San- so if you can get it up to. Two or three thousand likes. That's probably Uh, almost all the way there. We've got a video, have not we, from Rio? Yeah, we've got one more, one more little video. We're talking before uh, about Rio Ferdinand and his desire to see Jack Grealish at Manchester United, Um, and he was sort of talking about how he thinks Grealish is the man, and he's he's the right guy uh, for United. And uh, yeah, let's play that clip now. Do you
3: think there's any way you could see Bruno and Grealish? Because I'm I'm already resigned to the fact that Pogba's going in the summer. Do
2: you think that, think that? I don't care if Papa goes on or not. Grealish is my man. I've, I've known this guy since he was in his like early teens. Like, um, he came to my restaurant actually in Manchester. He came to watch a game, and I got him some tickets. Him and his dad and that. And great kid, great family. Loves his football, man.
3: Um, so there, you know, he obviously thinks there's some impact been made um, and something that's been seen and. Um, you know, very, very respected player, um, hopefully a respected coach. Rio seems to be raving about him. Um, he did say just before we started recording the video, I was like, what's going on with Fletch? He went, I've texted him, but he's not got back to me yet. Mm. Cause he said, he's not a hundred percent sure what his role is. Uh, and he thinks it's less to do with the first team than sort of like some of the outlets have sort of mentioned. He said it's a bit more somewhere else. He goes, but I don't know because he's not fully got back to me. Yeah. He said he'd been talking about it with him for you know, a couple of weeks anyway. He goes, but he doesn't exactly know what the role is that it's been offered. But if you want to see the rest of that podcast with me, Joel... Uh, and Rio Ferdinand then uh, five at five or five-ish because I'm seeing the chat here they've not actually uploaded it yet <laughs> um, about, about five-ish on five um, go and check it out but we talk about Ronaldo we talk about Grealish he's got stuff to say about Pogba mm-hmm. uh, Bruno and everything that happened in the Premier League this weekend so it's well worth checking but interesting that another member of the staff coming from within mm. you have got um Mike Clegg there, ex-player. You've got Carrick in there, ex-player. you got Fletcher in there. You've got uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mike Phelan. You know, I think um, you got the bad example of that, certainly in the 90s, although it was very successful in the 70s and 80s for the Scousers um, with the boot room.
1: Yeah. Mm. No, it was. You're right.
3: It was. In the 90s, not so much, but you in know, the 70s and 80s, it did all right. Paisley
1: and Fagan and M-Lot.
3: Um, but if you... Read between the lines of a lot of what Fergie wanted for this football club. He's always sort of looked enviously at Bayern Munich and seen that mm. the footballers are running the club. So I think there's a lot of Fergie's fingerprints on this, mate. There's
1: a lot to like about Darren Fletcher. You know, the, the sort of... I don't want to insult the guy. He wasn't necessarily the most gifted player. But he got the best out of his abilities. Mm. You know, he had that resilience as well. He went through a lot, didn't he? he was wasn't well for a long time. Came back from well, that in, and had a when he career really made after his that. he
3: was making his debut at yeah. sixteen when he was like that. And he was and on. he's he played on. Leg.
1: Remember, he was played on the right wing. It wasn't mm. suited to him. And he used to get a lot of stick. Persevered, proved his worth. So we were talking just off camera, like you know, you go back to the two thousand nine final when he got suspended, and people mm. look at that as, as costing us that our chance of, of winning that game. Um, with a straight face, that's not straight, joking. No, no, like, it's not. You know, if and that should have
3: been fit with a beat Barcelona. I'm,
1: be, I'm not, yeah. But there's, you know, it, it was obviously a massive loss for us, and that shows you that's from a player that a few years earlier would be, has been labelled Fergie's love child and all this nonsense. So, really popular guy for the right reasons. Someone who sort of, you know, you think would be a good fit, and he's not just been thrown in there. He's been doing other things at the club, Annie. He? So he's he's had that sort of build up towards this role. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Oli's almost got his pick of a bunch, out of here He's picked him in, put, brought him in for a reason. And hopefully this can be the sort of, like you're saying there, uh, emulate the sort of thing that Fergie was talking about. Um, Fergie speaks about that
3: a lot, about the Bayern Munich sort of uh, legacy of players knowing the standard and stuff like that. And um, I think he's a little bit miffed about, not miffed, maybe is the right word, but you know, probably a little bit gutted that, Salford City are doing what Salford City are doing because he sees you know all of those homegrown lads some world class mm. um, talent like he, you know, I think he always wanted Gary Neville involved somehow can't do it now um, you know he always said he would love Scolesy involved in there somehow obviously can't do it now they've got their own football club you know but you know Beckham I, mean, I know Butts in there a little bit to a certain extent but the, the fact they own their own football club that's a league two club now very mm. soon to be a league one club I'm sure I bet he's a bit miffed at the fact that he's lost out on that sort of experience and talent, uh, because it could be running United. I've always felt that what they're doing at Salford is a sandbox for eventually having to take
1: over of United. <laughs> That's a, that'd be it's a dream. Imagine if we got them lying in the glazers David out? Beckham owning Manchester. Was, don't, don't similarly man, to how they
0: are at Salford, I think they would have to be the sort of figureheads of a larger team. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. Of they haven't courts. got
1: four billion or whatever. No, I think Peter yeah. Lim holds a big chunk of Salford. Yeah, I, he so they need I don't think like that. Peter Lim's got four billion no, cash I don't money. Um, money.
0: We've got a super chat here from Jason. says, Laz, I think I'm the curse of Man United. I became a United fan. Then Sir Alex Ferguson retires and every player shit I get turns to crap and leaves a year later. Hasn't jaden has got yeah. a horrible record. Your son's cool got on. the similar thing.
3: Di Maria Falcao, uh, Welbeck just before we sold him, Nothing um, that. Zaha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it got bad. And Bruno, which is scary. Uh, right. Herrera, which we got rid of right after he done oh, it. Um, man. Started off mint, Evra, Rooney, uh, Ronaldo, and then it went a bit west.
0: Um, we've got a couple of new members as well. Paul Lawler and Wayne Davies. Thank you very much for joining. Um, Billy Sharp said in the comments, how do you become a member? Click the join button next to the subscribe button under the video, join that, automatically be entered for all the giveaways uh, this month and all the ones that we have coming up in the future. Um, right, should we wrap it up there, lads? Yeah. Uh, plenty to look forward to. The podcast with Stephen Looks and Greg like Ferdinand <laughs> will be out text. very shortly. <laughs> a couple
3: of minutes, head over to FIVE, F-I-V-E, um, and it'll be out, or uh, we'll do a community post for it anyway.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll do. Uh, Jay, where can people find you?
1: Just on Twitter, I don't argue as much as I used to. I need to up my game. Yeah, what's I'm going on? What on know, Twenty one, new year,
0: new you. I, know, or
1: I just, I just, I've got d- kids to look after and other things to do in my life. Oh, I haven't got, them off. I know, I have got five hours to spend <laughs> arguing with, you know, LFC <laughs> underscore ninety nine anonymous accounts. Yeah, I mean, about why Dalglish is better than Fergie or whatever. <laughs> so. um, yeah, and I'm
0: at Joe Smith ninety three. On Twitter and Instagram, so give me a follow on there. Thank you very much for joining us at home. This week is obviously a very big week. We've got Manchester United in the League Cup. We'll have all the build-up to that, including the preview coming out tonight uh, in just a couple of hours. So make sure you check that preview out with me and Jay, uh, looking into some of those. What would you say, Bruno versus Kevin De Bruyne? Debates. The best Oosh. midfielder in the yeah, world the in the versus
1: world? some Belgian who plays for Sir.
0: Yeah, we'll sort that debate out on there. But thank you uh, to everyone for joining us today. I'm we'll in a bit.